Hey, good morning, Pablo, and also from Connect Groups, who help groups and individuals. Want to say hello to the lady who looks after advocacy and communica- communications as a coordinator, Amanda Muir. Hello, Amanda. Nice to have you on the line. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure. Now, Connect Groups, I want to go back. How did you guys come into operation? We've actually been around since 1983. Um, It was originally known as WISH, the Western Institute for Self-Help. And it really came about because there was a real need for more self-help and support groups in the community and a need for an organisation to support the development and management of those groups. So we were rebranded to Connect Groups, I think about 12 years ago, and were actually funded through the Department of Communities and now recognised as the peak body for peer support groups in WA. Well, from um, our, our listeners' point of view at Mining HQ, there's so many groups that you've got. I was um, blown away when I went on the website. Boy. Yeah, it's a lot more than people think that there are. There's a lot out there. Um, <laughs> and any idea on the number off the top of your head, how many groups? Last time I checked, I think it was about 715. And that's spanning across all regions of WA. Obviously, there's a, a large cohort in the Perth metro, but we are now, I think, up to about 160 in the regions. Incredible. And, and some of the topics, they're just so diverse. And there's so many links on your website too, which uh, people can go to connect groups and yes. find out. I mean, if someone has trouble with uh, drinking, alcoholism, mental health problems, the list is extensive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So look, we, we define groups as basically groups of people who come together providing support for a common condition, a common cause or a common life adversity. So that can be absolutely anything. You know, it can be people with a chronic health condition, a rare and genetic um, disease, uh, a mental health condition, just social isolation or sort of any life adversity. You know, an example of um, something else is grandparents rearing grandchildren. So there's the list is extensive and, yeah, people meet for all sorts of reasons, just supporting each other emotionally and practically in getting through, you know, a shared experience or a, um, a shared cause. So with those services you provide, how does it work? What they, they call you, they email, and what happens from there? Yeah, so, I mean, we provide a wide range of services. Our role primarily is to support peer support groups to continue running in the long term. So we provide things like training, networking, advocacy for those groups um, at all stages. So we can support individuals who are looking at starting a group, so helping them to kind of get their group's vision and guidelines in place, kind of getting everything sorted before they launch. And then we also support existing groups with sort of their more ongoing needs, things like facilitation, good governance and succession planning, sort of topics that will prevent the group from folding because quite often these groups start with Um, You know, one person has a really strong passion to support others going through something similar. And if they happen to leave the group, you know, whether that's due to a health condition or if they've just sort of taken on too much and they want to step back for a bit, we quite often see those groups fold, which is a real detriment to the community because these groups are really supporting, providing a unique level of support for community. So we try to support them to stay active in the long term. But other services that we provide is we we also have a directory, um, which you probably Um, seen on our website, uh, which has a listing of all of the groups across WA. So if anybody's wanting to, you know, tap into a support group or find some support for something specific, they can navigate the directory or they can even just contact us directly um, and we can, you know, do a bit of a search and find something that we think will be suitable where they can access that support. Amanda, for the listeners of Mining HQ, what about um, seeing you live? Do you do workshops to some of the mine sites? 
Yeah, so we've done we've done a fair few trips to the regions. In the last five years, we've really tried to expand a bit more to regional areas. So we are based in Perth, which has made that tricky in the past, but we've really been trying to build our engagement in the regions. So we've done a number of regional tours, things like the Pilbara, we've been to the Great Southern, the Southwest. So when we go down there, we tend to partner with local councils and community centres to try to deliver workshops in person to anyone who's looking at starting a group or any community groups who need some support around the the management and governance of their groups. But we've also just been doing um, a lot of engagement with champions, other organisations in the regions to learn a bit more about the challenges specific to those regions and to see if there's anywhere we can add value you know, whether that's supporting people to develop groups or even if there's any sort of programs that we can, you know, support with the delivery, any sort of, um, you know, real community need that we can support with. We know that in the regions there's a lot of isolation experienced and we know that there's a lot of limited access to health and mental health support. So we're really trying to get out there a bit more and see how we can support the community a bit better. Now, what about the pay it, pay it forward plan? Sounds pretty interesting. How does that one work? Yeah, well, the pay it forward plan is actually one of our three small grants programs that we offer. So these are for peer support groups. The pay it forward is funded through the Mental Health Commission, and that's to support projects that are supporting the mental health intervention and prevention. And we also offer two other small grants programs as well. One is Dream It Forward, which is targeted at Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and communities and also give it forward which funds support groups who are not mental health focused um, in building their group's capacity. These small grants programs are based around a really unique model that sees no exchange of money. So we actually pay the suppliers directly which means that grant recipients don't need to be incorporated or even have a bank account and it really um, allows us to get funding to grassroots groups that would usually struggle to receive funding because they may not be eligible if they're unincorporated. So it's a really, yeah, it's a unique um, grants program that we've been running for a number of years and has seen some really successful outcomes for support groups and for the communities that they service. And I saw this one too. I guess it's all about improving communication skills, uh, barriers to effectively engaging. Is this for men? Yeah, so that's actually a resource we developed back in 2017. The resource was identified um, as a real need from our male-focused support groups. Uh, So men only account for um, 20% of the support group sector. It's a really heavily female-dominated sector and, you know, it's not not surprising because we know there is still a lot of stigma around men seeking support um, and there's a lot of work being done um, to try to reduce those barriers. The support groups have traditionally been viewed as female-oriented supports and there's still still quite a common misconception that support groups are, you know, groups of people sitting in a circle talking about their feelings and crying, um, but that's not always the case. You know, we're seeing more and more groups popping up that really challenge that stereotype. One example, which I think a lot of people would have heard of, is the men's sheds. So these provide, you know, a real informal space for men to get together working on hands-on projects, um, but they also allow a space for that connection and that sharing to happen organically. So this resource, Effectively Engaging with Men, was co-designed with our male support groups and it really just looks at some of the barriers to men engaging with groups and support services as well and it gives suggestions on how to break down those barriers. So that's a free resource. It's available for download um, via our website and it's designed to be used by peer support groups, but there's a lot in there which can really be transferable to other services and organisations as well. 
And I must say, I, I loved hearing your podcast series. Once again, for our listeners, go to Connect Groups and there's just so much available. I thank you for your time this morning, Amanda. No problem. Thank you for having me.